We go through our lives not exactly being the people we want to be. Instead, we become a figment of what others want us to be. And that's got to stop. Welcome to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with your host, Marja. Realize the gifts and capacities that are within you and start living the life that you deserve to live. Now, here's Marja. Welcome. It's so great having you all here today. You're listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. I'm your host, Marja. Make sure to go to MarjaRR.com. You may email me at radio at MarjaRR.com. Contact me on Facebook at Resonance Repatterning with Marja. My guest today is Erica Glessing. She's the CEO of Happy Publishment, Publishing. Excuse me. Her gift to the listeners is a master class on how to create your book as your brand. And you can go to happypublishing.net forward slash stop books to claim this. Our topic today is the lightness of choosing you. When you hear that, what does it bring up? Erica, what's your input on what the lightness of choosing you means? Well, you know, for me, it's kind of like synonymous with following your joy or paying attention to what lights you up. And, uh, you know, my first book was about, um, it was called Prospect When You're Happy. And people would ask me, well, you know, how do I get happy? Yes, <laughs> I, I know that question. How do, I get, How do I get there? How do I get happy? And they really hated it because I would say, well, you know, each person has to really discover that for themselves. And that's that's kind of where I see it. Yeah, it really does. And I know that I was probably one of those question, uh, people that questioned at one time, uh, well, what do you mean how to get happy? And I know one of the things that I used was I actually got introduced to something a few years ago and by a friend of mine that came back from some sort of convention and it was this concept of thank you more please. It's whenever you find the, uh, a good feeling where you're really feeling good like Erica was talking about really happy something has brought a smile to your face. In that moment you say thank you more please because you're asking for more of that feeling And once you start doing that, you start to become a little more aware of when you really do feel happy. Most of us, it's amazing how much more attention we pay to when we're unhappy to when we're happy. Wouldn't you find that you've kind of run across that too, Erica? Well, you know, one of the things that showed up for me when you were just saying that was I was given tickets. My One of my friend's daughter plays um, cheerleader for the football team here in my area. And so we got free tickets to see the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. And I, t- yeah, it was really fun. I took my um, oldest daughter and it was so joyful for me watching the Niners. And my dad used to take me when I was a kid. And I think sometimes when you really have fun doing something or you really get joyful doing something, and, of course, I'm playing around with, like, the teams and I'm watching the energy on the field and I'm, like, sending them messages. I'm just having fun with things. And so, I'm, you know, I always play with energy, right? We like to do that. Yes. Oh, yes, for sure. (laughs) And I'm also being in a stadium of thousands of beings and bodies. And I'm curious because I'm a sensitive about, you know, can that be a good experience for me? And so I had the best time. And I realized that 
sometimes following the lightness of you might be judged by others, you know, and that just brought up so much for me, that whole thing of why was I loving being at a football game, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very true because oftentimes we do get judged by others when we really enjoy something that maybe they don't think we should for whatever reason. But yeah, I mean... I think it's wonderful that you got to go enjoy a football game. I would have the same sort of reaction because I would remind me of growing up with my dad. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's, it's just amazing, though, when we're willing to receive the judgment and choose it anyway. But that's not something a lot of people really understand or will choose. Uh, What have you come across that have helped you choose things that go in a sense against other people's judgments and just follow what is important to you? Well, you know, when you ask that, you know, immediately what shows up for me is uh, I'm not actually the poster child. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are we all? (laughs) I don't think I am either. (laughs) Yeah, because I grew up, um, you know, I'm a I have a mom personality. So my college friends, you know, I was the mom. I was the one who would, like, drive them home. You know, I was the one that would stay sober so my friends could, like, get home safely. And um, I'm an Italian person, too. And so I have this, like, Italian mom energy. And I think when I started choosing for me, and it's still a daily challenge. It's not something, actually, that's easy for me yet. Um When I actually did start, though, my life began to change in in really magical ways. So, yeah. I don't know if that was an answer. (laughs) That that is exactly what I'm talking about because it helps our listeners kind of identify with what it means for them. I know with me, I'm not exactly a poster child either. I grew up where, for some reason, everybody always looks at me as the leader. Whether or not I want to be the leader, whether whether or not I mean to be the leader. (laughs) And to me, that's not always the light thing. So oftentimes, because people put me in that role, when I choose something they don't think a leader should do I receive a lot of judgment and once in a while I will step back and be that leader but at least I know now whether whether or not I'm a poster child for it I am more conscious when I get that judgment that a leader is not supposed to do that and I choose something different and I'm fine with that so, and one of the examples for me anyway is receiving a lot of judgment just for just having fun. Have you seen that in your life too where people when you're fun and joyful, they seem to give you even more judgment? Um You know, I have to say like not I I guess not really cuz I basically have fun no matter what I do. So it's like, like integ- it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an integral. It's like an integral part of my being, right? So even even if I'm having like a really horrible day, I'll be like, "Huh, you know, what's the learning from this, or what can I get from this, or or am I choosing this because it's doing something for me, and what can I do different?" And you know, I think when you're a, a lot of your listeners, I'm guessing, are also like seekers, you know, and yes. so. Um, yeah, I haven't, I, I think, you know, I have to tell you 
I do remember I had one neighbor at my old house, and she said, I just can't stand how happy you are. <laughs> I know it's like it flies in their face or something for whatever reason. <laughs> well, I think the woman next to me at the game yesterday, we sat next to these really nice guys that were really friendly. We were having a lot of fun because our team was doing so great. We we kept winning points and then we'd get behind, we'd win points again. But there was a woman to the left of me and I don't know, um I'm pr- pretty sure I won't see her again, you know, and we didn't actually connect that much, but she, I could tell it kind of annoyed her that I was happy but you know she's a stranger so it's okay (laughs) I don't really care I mean you know I I um what I do when I'm around contracted energy is I expand so I have a practice where I take my energy and that energy of unhappiness is a contractive energy and expansion energy is very different and Unfortunately, sometimes like my kids right now are in finals, when they get worried about the finals, they contract and then they don't have access to all the information that they need on the test. And so I try to give them tools of expansion because expanded energy actually is allowance. And so if someone wants to be unhappy, I just give them absolute freedom to be as unhappy just be really unhappy it's okay and then once they're like okay in their unhappiness and and I'm going okay that's your choice and then I stay expanded though because it's not going to help the planet if I get unhappy that's not actually going to help the planet so I do this thing where if I'm around contracted energy I just expand I expand out to all the planets and I expand even bigger than that. And then I just kind of watch and see what happens next. Yes, and that that tool of expansion, it does really work. I use that from time to time. And for the listeners, just kind of to explain what you do or a way you can go about it is you just start to expand your energy, just feel it. It's kind of like a little meditation. You expand your energy until it fills up your house, so to speak, and then the city that you live in, the state, and then just keep expanding it until you go out as far as you want. And from Erica's description, she goes out and she's in the universe seeing planets. So it's a great way of getting your energy to be in that expansion mode so you can choose something different so you're not contracted. I know when I'm contracted, my body language gives it away. I'll fold my arms in front of me. I will do all these things. When I recognize that, I have a choice in that moment of what can I do to expand my energy? How can I choose something different? And the other thing that Erica said that reminded me of a story, I heard a story of these people They'd been attending this class together and they went to a restaurant and they were having a lot of fun. They were laughing a lot. They were just enjoying it. And they actually ended up getting kicked out of the restaurant because they were having too much fun. I think that's a very interesting point of view. And where have you maybe decided that it is possible to have too much fun or too much lightness where you could maybe choose something different? Also, what possibilities could you seek out if you chose for you? What are some of the things that helps you choose for you, Erica? Hmm. Uh, 
I don't know how to answer that. Let me think about the question a little bit more. What okay. are some things? I guess if I'm brutally unhappy in some area of my life, then that's a pretty big sign that I'm not choosing for me. Right. So what do you do to shift out of that or to recognize that uh, you can choose something different? Is there anything that maybe you don't need to as much nowadays as you used to or anything that you use to help you shift into uh, choosing something different? Well, one of the myths that one of the myths that I think existed before, so I'll think back to when I left my uh, a marriage that wasn't working, and it was a pretty um, horrible breakup. It wasn't nice. Like it wasn't a. He started stalking me, and you know, got obsessive, Ooh. and it was you know really uncomfortable. And when I look at that energy of that, the big myth that I thought now that everything's changed a lot was that it would be one thing. Like I would just have one big magic pill and it would just all of a sudden he'd stop stalking me or, you know, (laughs) stop being so mean or something like that. Right. Right. And, and it wasn't one thing and, and it was just a process over time of things changing bit by bit. And then all of a sudden, like you look around and Hey, you're waking up in your own space and you're not, being threatened by someone and, you know, your kids aren't being afraid of, of their dad anymore. And, you know, all these things that were just so horrible um, are gone, but it wasn't one thing. So I, I think just to um, be kinder to yourself, if you're going through a difficult time and know that it may take 72 different steps, it may take, you know, uh, 45 different choices over three years, you know, and uh, to have a little compassion on yourself while you're learning because um, it isn't always quick. <laughs> oh, boy, do I have to agree with that. I know that it, it takes a lot of steps a lot of times, especially when you're changing like lifetime patterns of choosing something different or actually stepping into figuring out what is right for you or light for you. And it's it's amazing how quick so many of us step into judgment and are so unkind for ourselves because for some reason, it's like you said, we think there's a magic pill we should be able to take. And when we don't do that or it takes time, we think we're somehow failing. Uh, what was some of the things that helped you get over thinking you were failing as you were working your way through that situation? Hmm... Well, I mean, I I remember one time I was sitting there because I do have some beautiful light worker friends that I called upon, and I got help from people who could help me. And I remember sitting there with this one woman, and she's one of my dear friends, and she's a light worker. Her name's Corinna Lisa, and she would do helpful things with me around making my home safer energetically and things like that. And I said, you know. She's psychic, too. And I said, you know, will this ever end? (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me. I've been doing things every day. I hired this guy. Oh, my gosh. I hired this guy from, I think he was from, was he in Thailand or? No. Bali. He's a Bali. And he did some cord cutting with me. And I just tried. I felt like I had tried everything, like, to have it end and um, the pain, the pain of that breakup. Oh my gosh! Right, and so yes. I remember sitting there, and uh, um, 
I remember I, w- I went to a, I went to a, cl- uh, this is something that didn't help it. I went to a class with some people. I was actually teaching the class and uh, I got a phone call that was very upsetting. You know, this would happen. And they're like, why don't you just not answer the phone? And it, to them, it seems so obvious. But to me, I had children and I can't, I just wasn't comfortable not answering the phone. <laughs> You know, <laughs> oh, was like, definitely. You no, know, no, for safety, they need to be able to call me and they need to be able to get help from me, you know. And so I think sometimes um, the answer is to get help from people, but also to recognize when someone isn't helping you and not to dwell on, like, if something isn't working for you, be willing to just cut the cord, you know, just say, hey, that's not working for me. That choice isn't working for me. And your way of knowing it's not working for you is um, things aren't shifting, things aren't changing. And then that's a really good hint that you need. When when something is working for you, there are shifts, there are energetic releases. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, I would definitely agree. And we'll go into this after the break. So we'll go to break now and we'll see you on the other side of two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the new book, The Lightness of Choosing You, international best-selling authors write about the journey to knowing self, trusting oneself, and making choices that alter reality as we know it. What happens when you choose fresh starting today? Marja has been featured as one of the contributors. She invites you to visit MarjaRR.com for a link to obtain your own copy of The Lightness of Choosing You. The book is also available through Amazon and other online bookstores and retailers. Pick up your copy and make new choices in alignment with you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now, back to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. And we're back. I'd like Erica to uh, to talk more about what we were talking about in the last segment as far as asking for help and cutting cords so please add to uh, what you were talking about well you know that you know what showed up for me as soon as you asked that is that when you begin to choose the lightness and allow yourself to shift uh, more into your truth and more into who you are uh, there are going to be people <laughs> yes, always people. This is, this, for whom this is not very fun, you know. Like as you choose you, especially if you've been nurturing them by bleeding for them and with them. <laughs> I, I do know that. <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, 
I'm really tired of taking those bullets and putting them in my body for you. You know, I'm not going to do that anymore. So you're basically on your own, you know, for getting your own bullets out of your body or whatever it is that you did for that person that for whatever reason, it no longer works for you. And that in that space of that, when, you know, for me, it came in the way of a, of a, of a divorce and I have to tell you something funny too like in self-help like there's all of this sort of holier than thou attitude of you should have a good divorce you know (laughs) or or you should be friends you know I'm like excuse me (laughs) he wasn't really my friend when we were married why would we be friends now you know (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's like or I remember I had a conversation with one of my relatives and and she had lost um she divorced from her husband and then he passed away so um but she said to me well unlike you like I never stopped loving him like you know what I mean like they had their differences but she never stopped loving him and for me, it was a different experience. I came to my senses and I ended something that was not working. And then I was very relieved. My heart, my body, every part of my body was relieved. So then it was just a matter of getting myself into alignment with my new self, which was someone who wasn't connected to someone who was so deleterious to my being. So when you're first choosing uh, this, this, by the way, you might want to start with like a distant, like neighbor that you cut off ties with. Don't start with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> you don't start that close. <laughs> yeah, I have this thing I teach forgiveness that I say, don't forgive your mom. And they're like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, well, that's not the first muscle. <laughs> right. <laughs> you you want to forgive, you know, the person that cut you off in traffic. And then you want to forgive, like, your third grade teacher and work up to forgiving the parent. You know, like, it's like when you're working on forgiveness, you want to work up. So if you're looking at cutting ties with noxious individuals so that you may choose for you with more ease, you know, you might want to start with just looking around at the beings around you and do they uplift you or do they bring you down? And one of the things for me as a parent is I'm in the space with a lot of other parents with whom my kids play sports. So I may or may not have ties with them, you know, intellectually or aesthetically or, you know what I mean? I might be very different. And what's happened for me is I choose the lightness of being me is I'm just not attached to whether or not they chat with me. I bring my laptop and I do my own thing. And if they want to chat with me, that's fine. But I used to really strive for approval from people for whom they're never likely to give me approval, you know? And yes, and besides, what does somebody else's approval really mean to you? Does it make you happier? Does it make does it help you choose something better for you? I've learned most of the time that when I'm seeking out somebody else's approval is it's like I'm making myself less than they are instead wow. of choosing something more for me. Uh, I, I've wow. how do you how do you get around that, Marja? Because honestly, that seeking approval thing, I I I want to side with you so badly and say, oh, yes, I would never do that. (laughs) And yet, 
you, there's something in there that I think might be really challenging for me. So maybe just share with us back, if you don't mind, some tools on that. Oh, well, I think uh, a lot of tools that I use, I, I had to start doing this very early on because of the situation of where I grew up and what was going on in my life. Uh, I was made wrong in so many areas of my life, even for questioning things or coming up with things. So I had to start asking myself, when somebody's being disapproving of me, one of the tools that I use is I step back and say, how important are they in my life? That's my first question. Is this somebody I actually want anything to do with in the future? And I ask along those sorts of things. But I also go, wow, isn't that an interesting point of view when they are trying to tell me that they disapprove of me or that I'm doing it wrong? I really, because I've had so many years of practice, Erica, this is a muscle that I have really strong. So I'm trying to remember what are those things that got me there. And one of them really was is if you can step back and ask yourself the question is how important is this person in your life and is their opinion really true? That is a way of really starting to step out of needing their approval or thinking you need their approval. And then from there, I just I am very much in allowance that most people are not going to approve of me because they're not even going to know me. They're going to have their own prejudgments. Kind of goes back to one of my favorite books that I've talked about on this show is called The Four Agreements. And if people would just read one of those agreements in detail, it would really help them with this. And don't take anything personal. Personally. I love and it. Isn't that yeah. great? Have you read that? Uh, well, I've known that without reading that book. <laughs> oh, definitely. But what I like about that book is it actually gives you tools. It gives you a, a different way of looking at it in the moment. Yeah. It awesome. gives you um, kind of a perspective on it's really that person's story. So specific. we we I'm living my story. You're living your story. And for those of us that want to contribute to each other's life, it's great for our stories to help each other. Uh, Our life is our story. However, uh, and that's kind of what don't take anything personally and the four agreements is talking about is it's their story, not yours. And it does. In my book, in in my book, happiness quotations. Oh, I love that. I I wrote, I wrote, um, it's almost never about you. Right. <laughs> I would because say, it's, and I, I think it's quite similar because it's really saying, you know what, um, what if it's not about you? What if you think it's about you? And it's almost, and I tell my kids that every day because I say to them, if there's a kid who's unhappy in school and they take it personally, I'll say to my daughter, I'll say, what if it's, what if it has nothing to do with you? Yeah. yeah. And does that help her kind of shift? Yeah. Or like, here's what happens a lot of times with the school situation is a kid will lie. Like a mm-hmm. kid will say a lie and it will really hurt my kid's feelings because they lied. And I said, well, do you think that child has lies at home? Is it possible they grew up in an environment where there was lying? 
And then my kid just looks at me and I go, so if their parent lied to them a lot, and maybe not even intentionally, but just raised them in that environment of lies, what chance do they have of learning how to tell the truth? And then my kids will just look at me and and it kind of, they realize like, I'm not really going to tolerate them, uh, like not having compassion for people that are going through a difficult time, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Because uh, it's just interesting how that can be because oftentimes when something like that happens, they're coming from such a different standpoint, such a different thing. And compassion oftentimes when you realize that number one, that the, the people are in their story like the child telling lies and what is the reason behind it and also is there something that you can do to that would actually bring better energy so to speak to the situation because when I talk about being a contribution it's about bringing good energy no matter what's going on what does being a contribution mean to you Erica? Uh Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the way that I use that, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if this is what you're asking, but when I do sessions for people, when I uh, get with them and do like a, 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 where I help them build a podcast or something right now, I have this really fun, you know, podcast passion program and I'm helping people build their podcast. Yes. And when I'm a contribution, I'm seeing with them their vision for their show and then I'm helping them get clear on what their show could do in the world and then I'm seeing beyond what they might be able to see because I've been doing this for years and then I'll sit there with them and expand horizons with them on their own terms so that I'm not I'm not really asking them to change for me and being a contribution to them seeing that person seeing like, you know, also when I publish books, it's like, what can I do to support your work in the world? And um, I'm always kind of in that space of that, of what could I do to be a contribution to the planet today? How could my books better serve the planet today? And then how could my podcast or, or coming on your radio show, how can we help the world better with this voice America radio show? You know, how could the world how could this show help more people or how could this show catalyst for someone to make one change that's more light? And those are the kinds of things I see as a contribution. So it's kind of a daily commitment to being in that space of contribution. And I think when you say lightness of you, sometimes people think it's all selfish, but for me, it's about making the planet a better place. So I try to have it be tied to that as opposed to just simply my joy, um, it's really about how can the whole planet evolve more joyfully. So that's what I think about when you say the word contribution. Actually, I totally agree with you. And I know that a lot of people think when you choose for you that it's selfish. And when you choose for you and you make yourself happier and you also are looking at it as a contribution to the planet, you're actually creating more for everybody. One of my favorite questions lately I've just started to play with is what what could I create today that would bring more joy on into this world? You know, what could I do different that would help 
things that would help me be more of a contribution. It's just play with some different ideas. A lot of times when you choose for you, a lot of things will start unfolding. And basically, the way the title that this segment came about for this particular show is Erica and I met because she asked me to be a contributing author for a book called The Lightness of Choosing You. So it got me contemplating the, the topics. And it's amazing. I invite you to read the book as there's different people's points of views on what light, choosing the lightness for them means. But all of them is about following that energy of being a contribution, creating more in their life instead of settling for a life that other people told them about. I would say that's probably one of the biggest things about choosing the lightness for you is that you stop settling for other people's points of view of what they tell you is possible. Would you have any thoughts on that, Erica? Yeah, I mean, I think really this whole journey is is so... Um, it's really the other I guess the one thing that just showed up for me to share which isn't logical or rational was really getting out of judgment of yourself like when you do like something just be okay with it you know if what do you really love what do you really like what really makes your your energy go higher and you know it's funny it reminds me of this time I used to coach people on, on career interviews like job interviews and I would tell the young people to tell the company what about their company lights them up. I said, really get enthusiastic because that's going to that's gonna make them feel like they want to hire you. And if it's true, then you'll do a much better job for them. <laughs> oh, Because you have to look at, you know, what lights you up, what makes you happy, what makes you joyful. And then in that space, um, really anything's possible. Oh, and that is for sure. And it looks like we're coming up on break. And we'll see you on the other side of two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. In the new book, The Lightness of Choosing You, international best-selling authors write about the journey to knowing self trusting oneself and making choices that alter reality as we know it what happens when you choose fresh starting today marja has been featured as one of the contributors she invites you to visit marjarr.com for a link to obtain your own copy of the likeness of choosing you the book is also available through amazon and other online bookstores and retailers pick up your copy and make new choices in alignment with you Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned in to Rediscovering the Magic of Being with Marja. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 
Now, back to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. And we're back. We're going to continue on with uh, what we finished the last segment is, and that is um, being in judgment of yourself. It's the most unkind thing that we can do to ourselves, but yet I think all of us, especially those that are seeking more in our lives, we have a bad habit of really being hard on ourselves and judging ourselves and making ourselves feel like we really can't make a difference or do something different. How have you worked with a stepping out of judgment of yourself, Erica? Yeah, you know, I believe this is one of those, um, another another great topic for conversation. And um, I did want to mention there is a book that I did call that, The Power of Releasing Judgment. And I had 26 authors on that one, Marja, because the topic is so crazy. Wow. One of my favorite chapters was by a woman named Petrina Fava. And she wrote, Dear Judgment, we are breaking up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And it was an open letter. And it started out like as a teen. And I can remember as a teen, you know, I had a really beautiful life figure when I was a young teen. And I had a, you know, an excellent academic record. And I had pretty blue eyes and everything. I was so convinced my nose was too big. Oh, no. Can you imagine being 14 and being obsessed with my nose, which I can't really change very easily at that age, right? Right. It was like, oh, my goodness, you know, what else could I use to make myself feel smaller? And I think really if we go back to the other conversation about being an expansion and being in a contraction, anytime there's a thought that comes in that makes you feel contracted or tight in your stomach or smaller or not good enough, right? You right. also talked about making other people better than you. Any any of those kinds of contracting things, that's a pretty good self sign, you know, that you're in judgment of you. Right. And and it's it is, yeah, anytime you place more importance or you think somebody else um, is right about something, <coughs> excuse me, you uh, you do contract. And whenever you contract, it is that, that you're accepting the judgment, you're accepting this. One of the things I like from Access Consciousness is the tool that when somebody is coming at you or trying to make you wrong is uh, they use interesting point of view the minute you can shift to that if you play with that in your own life you will find that it helps the energy shift out of their right and it also it starts to expand your energy when you're not buying into what they're dishing out at you so to speak and but we all end up with a lot of negative self-talk when we go into judgment and I would say that that's the one thing that I've had to work on probably more than anything else and play with different energetic tools. One of them that I will share and then I will see what Erica has to share is I will do the whole Ponopono mantra when I find myself really stuck in judgment of myself. And it's really simple. It's just, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And by repeating it over and over again, there's, I discussed it in a previous show in depth. But by using that, 
mantra that I know is powerful and gets me into a more positive space, I can get out of those feelings of judgments when I'm in a loop with it. What are things that have helped you when you realize that you're in judgment of yourself or you're allowing others' judgments to affect you? Well, I think that looping thing, that was really interesting what you just said. And I just want to share with people, I want to, one of the things I like, because I interview people too, right? Right. <laughs> I like being interviewed and I like interviewing. But what you just said about looping, it's so interesting. If you um, if you catch yourself looping, looping meaning um, repetitive thought, repet- uh, something you repeat in your head. Yes. Um, so if you're looping that someone else is better than you or they have all the clues or you find yourself not trusting your own judgment, this is these are cues that change can be called forth because anything time you're looping, you're not making choices, right? You're in a rote. Right. And and I actually I remember I interviewed this one couple, they were a lovely couple for a book we did in 2014 or something and and they talked about if you're driving a dirt, say so you're driving a truck and it's on a dirt road and you've been going in this one circle, right? You know, and it's say so you drive to the post office and drive home or something. And then after a while when it rains, the dirt will get a little soft and then it'll harden in that same loop. And now you're driving the truck. Now, anytime you veer off that loop, you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> this can't be right. I don't know where I am and my truck can't get me home safely. <laughs> and that, that's what the looping is. It's this, like, so one, uh, well, the funniest thing you can do, which is the strangest thing, is you can take a different road. Seriously, to get somewhere, you can just make, they say in feng shui, change 27 things in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> Like Only 27? <laughs> yeah, move 27 things around. Or or you maybe it would have to be bigger than your living room if you don't have 27 things. But mm-hmm. um, but it's this pattern shifting, and, and it's going to feel quite uncomfortable. And then here's the secret that's so annoying. You don't know if it's going to do anything good unless you trust the energy. And that's getting out of judgment because every the brain is always going to not be your friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to put you through these rote things. And the harder and more conservative your childhood was, the harder and more firm of, of those, you know, uh, ruts that you had to be in to, you know, to thrive in your upbringing, um, the more challenging it will be to choose freshly. But one thing that I do in my business, which is is just so crazy, I do these. I don't know. I'm trying to explain it, but I do these little things called blinds, and I put face down two or three different things I'm working on at a given time. And then I say, which of these will be more generative for my energy today? And then I just open the one. And sometimes it's really a big surprise. You know, like it'll say, work on your podcast project. But sometimes it'll say something like, uh, you know, work on writing your next chapter for your next book. And I'll be like, really? I didn't feel like writing today. Do you see? But I I follow the energy sometimes with blinds. I call them blinds where there are pieces of paper turned upside down with different ideas so that I'm not stuck in rote. I challenge that rote whenever I can. Oh, I think that's very important because we do end up in rote. I found it really interesting what you said, the more conservative your childhood 
it is, the deeper those roots are. Um, I can certainly attest to that with the people that I know and, in fact, my own thing because it's, it is. It's like when you start to come out of that rut, it's, there's a, it feels like this whole force of everything pulling you back into choosing and keeping the same. Our conscious minds really do like to keep things same. The conscious mind can only choose what we're already aware of. I love the idea of doing the blinds. What I will do a lot is I will just ask out loud um, to other people that I know follow the energy. This is one way I do kind of the blind. I'll have to use your way of doing it too. Is I will just say A or B and see what other people say. And I usually, there's only about two or three people that I will ask that, but it's amazing how one will show up more energetic, and that's what I will choose when I'm kind of stuck or I'm deciding that I need to make something more of a priority than I did. Mm. It's, it's interesting when we step out of other people's ideas of what we make a priority, what sometimes those surprising things are, like you were talking about, when really I wasn't expecting to write a chapter today. So, well, I wasn't yeah, expecting go to go to the San Francisco 49 game last yeah. you know, a while back, and it was like, I got yeah, to you're, you're be kind around, of breaking you know, up now. differently. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that was really a change, like to do something so different, you know? Oh, definitely. And it does help you get out of the road because we are likely, we're likely to choose what we've always known. It's like even, for instance, in choosing lightness when you can do for food, one of the things that I realized that if I will take a moment when I get offered food or when I see a menu, there there's something in my body that will light up when it really wants something. Nobody was more surprised than me, just to give an example, of how you can get these little tugs, how you can get the little lightness, is I'd gone out to lunch with a few people one day, and my lunch got dropped. So everybody was feeling sorry for me and thought I would starve in the 10 or 15 minutes it was going to take for my lunch. So they were offering me things off their plate. And one of them was rye toast. And I said, no, thank you, because I had never, ever, ever liked rye toast in my whole entire life. But I went, wait a minute, because I felt my body kind of tug me towards it. That's the best way that I could say what happened. So I said, well, just a minute, I'll change my my mind and I asked for that and when I bit into that toast it was like I ate the best thing ever in the world no one was more surprised than me but my body there's something in my energetic system that needed it that day I have no idea what it was I haven't my body hasn't wanted it since but at that day and at that moment, it did. And we do get those little tugs, but we get so used to ignoring them that because we're trained out of them when we're little, this is kind of stepping back into things that you knew at one time, but you were trained out of doing. Uh, what would be your input on things for that, Erica? Well, you know, I live a very dedicated practice to being aware of my intuition. So I basically, this is my, uh, I call it living connected. 
And it's something that I believe very passionately in. And so um, I recommend that individuals practice being connected. And I I call it being connected to spirit. Um, You can call it being connected to God. You can call it being connected to universe. You can call it being connected to earth. And you could bring earth energy up through your feet. Um, And I, I teach my children and my children's friends even to pay attention and if we get some kind of thing like don't go skating tonight or, um, don't, you know, don't go to the rink today or we honor it in my family. And my family knows this about me, that we're not going to go against our intuition. And that guidance has, I'm sure, saved my life. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and I just trust it so um, completely and I'm so committed to living a connected life that, um, you know, that's an area where I believe that the, the it's like a little muscle like you talked about earlier in the show. And uh, um, it's, it's really, I believe that this connectedness to spirit is part of the collective consciousness of the entire planet. And that's why if something's light for you, it will be light for others as well. And that's why when you change in, in, in with your own lightness, your own connectedness, it will change others just by you doing it. Like you don't even have to be great at it. Isn't that amazing? Like both of us feel like, hey, we're not perfect at this yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heavens no. <laughs> But I know that when we do choose for ourselves and we do choose the lightness that we do step into um, showing other people kind of, an, uh, for lack of a better word, an example, that they too can choose something different. And it looks like we're coming up uh, towards the end of our show. I hope that I'll have you back again to discuss some of these topics again. I want to invite all of you to go to Erica's happypublishing.net forward slash books. There's a master class on how to create your book as your brand if you're interested in that that she's offering for free. She also, there are several books that Happy Publishing has printed that you might find really helpful as far as exploring some of the topics that we explore on this show. And I do want to thank you for listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being today. Again, my guest is Erica Glessing, and you can go to happypublishing.net to check out her website. I'm your host, Marja. Make sure to go to marjarr.com. You may email me at radio at marjarr.com or contact me on Facebook at Resonance Repatterning with Marja. And I hope to see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Rediscovering the Magic of Being. Please join your host, Marja, again next Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, start to live the life that you've always deserved to live.